You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Utes podcast. I'm Jay Catch. Thanks again for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. We are back after some technical difficulties, but Brian, what is up, my friend? Just want to give a shout out to my old laptop, Moose number two. May he or she rest in peace. But we're back in business. We're ready to roll. We got plenty to talk about today, right? We're going to talk about a new assistant coach mm-hmm. at the University of Utah. And we're going to talk about a new conference commissioner and who it might be, but also who it definitely won't be. Yeah, so there's plenty to touch on on both of those. And, of course, we'll catch you up on everything else going on from the weekend that was in Utah sports. Plenty of teams in action. We'll run those down as well on today's show. It's all brought to you today by our title sponsor, Built Bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. Absolutely love that company. We'll tell a little bit more about them later on in today's show. So without further ado, Brian, let's get going here. This is the Locked On Utes podcast for April 26th, 2021. Once again, welcome into the Locked On Utes podcast. My name is Jay Catch. That is the brown bear himself, Brian Brown. Thanks for joining us. We are your co-host tandem covering all things Utah athletics every single day. A lot to get to here on a Monday, especially after we had an unexpected five-day weekend with the podcast, Brian. But how are you, sir? I'm still in mourning, Jake. It's it's a sad time as I was talking to you earlier. It's I've lost a good friend in my laptop. Been through a whole lot of games together. So, you know. Hey. But we're we're working. I'm excited to get back on the microphone. We're working through our our uh, fun little new setup and and what better way to start the week than talking Utah athletics, right, yeah. Jake? Oh, yeah. I, I know you're such a diehard Utah fan that that's <laughs> top of your list. Certain folks out there would have you believe otherwise, so let's just leave it there with that. But plenty to get to ahead. They're not listening. It's fine. I know. They probably aren't listening anyways. But we'll, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on with the Utah coaching search. But first, want to remind you guys, if you haven't done so already, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode of the show. We love being with you guys every single day. And like Brian said, our newest setup is here, so we'll be rolling forward and having a lot of fun along the way. But let's start off with the running Utes today, Brian. New assistant hired or reportedly in the mix to be hired. Not an official announcement from the university, but it's expected at any moment. What do we know about Tim Morris? I honestly did not know a lot about it until I'd heard about it. It's been confirmed by a few different outlets. Obviously, our good friends over at Utezone.com confirmed it, uh, Salt Lake Tribune, so forth and so on. And Tim Morris, it seems, is is a really unique hire for the University of Utah. He's a former player at Stanford and Washington, most recently coached at Cincinnati. Uh, just a very... A very savvy hire in my mind in terms of what you're looking for uh, to fill that uh, third assistant spot. And I know that Utah fans had been really uh, enthusiastic about it being Chris Burgess. <laughs> and as I had talked to a few people back and forth, I think there, there may be some interest down the road in that. I don't think it was necessarily that Burgess wasn't a great candidate. I still think he is a great candidate to be assistant coach at Utah someday. And I do believe that there was interest on his part. 
But what it came down to is that he became a bit of a redundant uh, positional guy once Eric Peterson was hired. Peterson has worked primarily with big men in, in the past, and that's a, going to be his role going forward. And that's been the the bread and butter for Burgess as well. And so Morris feels a lot more of those uh, important uh check marks uh, that the University of Utah has with West Coast ties. He's been an assistant at a, at a larger program. Uh, he, he's a minority, and I, I know that that is a sensitive subject to talk about, but in a sport that's dominated by African-American athletes, it does matter to have somebody who can relate to those kids. And I think his West Coast presence, above all else, is, is just really critical. Plus, he's a very smart guy. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I think a lot of people out there, when you look up the bio for a guy like Tim Morris, this is a guy who's pretty well-traveled. He, he's coached kind of all over the country. You mentioned the fact he's got his roots in the Pac-12 conference, having been a student athlete in this conference. So I think that the fact that he has ties kind of to the Midwest, to the East, also to the and to the West, just being a Pac-12 guy, that's going to help him as he kind of fans out in recruiting. Because as, you, as an assistant coach in college hoops, there's not as many as college football. Fo- Football. There's 10 assistants in college football and college basketball. You have three guys. They've got to be able to recruit different parts of what, what you're going for. And in the basketball realm, we all know it's an international game. And Eric Peterson, the lead assistant here on this staff, he's going to kind of be the international guy. He's going to go overseas and try and find prospects out of Europe and all that type of stuff. A guy like Tim Morris, he's going to be expected to do a lot of work here domestically, here in the USA. And I think his nature where he's been all over the country is absolutely going to help him a lot as he looks forward now in building the recruiting base for Utah, Utah basketball, not Utah football, Utah basketball. I agree. Well, I may, maybe he'll help out Utah football as well. Who knows? Might as well. Yeah. Might as well along the, along the way. Why not, why not pass along some leads to the football staff? He does come from Atlanta, so there may be some Southern ties there that he could set up with Coach Witt, and I'm sure that Coach Whittingham will be taking him to lunch as soon as possible. <laughs> uh, but you're, you're right, and he's coached under some tremendous coaches. Coached under Eric Musselman in Nevada. Coached under, well, played for Lorenzo Romar. Uh, you know, coached as a graduate assistant at Alabama, so he is well-traveled. Um, but this... I think this is a good indication of just how much interest there was in that last assistance position. And also the importance that I think the staff knows how, let me rephrase that, how important it is to this staff to make sure that they get in deep into the recruiting game and get the right kind of players to come to Utah. I think that that's a very positive indicator that they know what they're getting into. They know what they're up against and they know what they need to fight against. And I think at times with the previous staff, there may have been some reluctance to fight against some of that stuff because they'd been in it and and had so many um, battles, I guess, for recruits that they'd lost in the past. But I think this staff understands fully well that there's not going to be any any margin for error in terms of recruiting and getting guys to come into the program. Well, yeah, and especially how quickly we've heard they, uh, they want to get things going here with this program is they're going to have to hit the ground running and just – and. 
I love Craig Smith. I love his enthusiasm. I think he's got a very dynamic, relatively young staff as well that I think are going to help him out. And I look forward to seeing what Coach Morris does. I think he's, like you mentioned, a savvy hire, a pretty smart hire here. And I'm looking forward to seeing how he does as we move forward. But the, the good news is, is that the staff is now reportedly intact. So now Craig Smith not having to interview candidates and whatnot. Now he moves on to the next phase, which is really building out this roster. And, and that's a very important thing as well, is to make sure that, hey, we have got the coaching staff intact now. Now we move on to building out the roster. That includes recruiting, obviously working in the transfer portal. But it's just it's another um, milepost along the route here for a brand new era of running Utes hoops. It is, and, and there's also the tie with familiarity, right? Because Gabe Matson, the first commitment to uh, Coach Smith while at the University of Utah, does know Coach Morris and, and vice versa. And so I think there is that mixture of, of positive chemistry, which does seem to be a big part of what Coach Smith wants to build here. And with those last few spots on the roster that are available, they absolutely need to go out and get some big-time talent, whether it's a – uh, a good defensive wing or a, a strong uh, four that can rebound and defend, whatever it is, this team is clearly going to be built around defense and hopefully shooting uh, it moving forward. And so those are going to be the areas where you want to try and get some more athleticism if you can. Uh, but I think early on, and it seems as though coach Smith is very much focused on, getting that culture built and this is just another step along that process yeah absolutely so we'll keep you guys apprised of anything else going on with the running use as we usually do here on the podcast just wanted to talk a little about coach morris because like he's the latest just in, in a line of different moves here and like i said it's just kind of moving from thing to thing to thing here and we're gonna have some fun during this offseason tracking all that news obviously they're looking for a new conference commissioner for the pac-12 what is the latest on that we'll talk about that here in a moment an update uh from the pac 12 hotline itself. John Wilner obviously covering it from top to bottom. We'll talk about what the latest we've gotten from him here in just a little bit before we do that though. We do need to take a minute and talk to you guys about our good friends at Bet Online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Brian, I know you love to experiment with different ways to go about using the money you have at Bet Online. Wagers on just single games. You like to do parlays. I've actually found myself, Brian, trying to tr- try a little more of the parlay action action recently and it's it's pretty fun you obviously you have to hit on a lot more to win those bets but there's just a lot of fun to be had when you're at bet online without a doubt and it's like we've talked about it's a way to put your knowledge to use or if you're a sports fan we're kind of in that lull of of the big sports right now jake mm-hmm. and it's a perfect time to get that that new sport like i don't know about you i've always wanted to get into hockey it's a great way to keep your interest in something that maybe you don't understand like me and there's no better place to go than bet online they have all the real-time updated odds news everything like that it's an easy place to sign up you and i have both done it and had very little issue since then once you learn how it's all laid out it's super simple to place your bets that's the fun part right it's another i don't want to call it hobby because it's almost like having a uh uh, second job, right? It can be a hobby if you wanted to call it that, absolutely. But you can head to the website now or use your mobile device to sign up today. It's betonline.ag is the address online. You can receive a 50% welcome bonus upon your first deposit. All you got to do is use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You'll get 50% added on to whatever you deposit for the first time. So check it out, guys. It's BetOnline. They are your online sportsbook experts. 
All right, folks, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, which is presented by the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey.com, is happening now. The final day is today, folks. It features analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, and Brian Baldinger, among others. Our local experts for every team have been making trades and picking the next stars for their teams. You can search out the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you guys get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matters to you. All right, Brian, the Pac-12, obviously the commissioner race is always going to be a topic that we will debate here on this podcast because obviously it has a direct impact on the University of Utah. I think a lot of people out there were very happy. We've talked about this when Larry Scott announced that he was stepping down or not having his contract renewed and he's moving on to whatever is next for him. But that obviously brings intrigue about who is going to be the next commissioner for this conference. John Wilner might be the foremost authority when it comes to covering stuff like this because he has eyes and ears seemingly everywhere. Put out an update this weekend. What do we got? Wilner released an article saying that the uh, the Pac-12, what do they call themselves, the CEO group, sure, uh, yeah. a.k.a. The, the collection of the presidents, has narrowed down the list to about 10 to 12 candidates. They have hired a search firm to do this. I know that some people probably think that a search firm is a waste of money. In some situations, it can be. In other situations, it can provide the university with liability against a hire because the search firm is the one that's supposed to do all the vetting of the candidates. In this instance, it seems like the search firm has tried to steer the search to more of a business-minded candidate. And so some of the names that we'd heard, Gene Smith, uh, Greg Byrne, have been eliminated from from the conversation yeah. from uh, consideration. Yeah. yeah, consideration. There's that word that I'm looking for. It's okay. And and I think that's a huge mistake because I think that's the same issue that they got into last time around with Larry Scott. And what the Pac-12 presidents understand is that this game is about money and you have to have money in order to compete. But it's not just about getting revenue into the conference because that's how you end up with deals like Jockey as your official apparel provider. <laughs> you need to find the right kind of deals that fit your program, that fit your culture, that fit your teams. And you have to have an understanding of where academics and uh, finances combine in this world, especially with the NLI coming along. And there are a lot of sports out there that have never had to deal with a situation like this that don't have anything to do with amateurism. And so if you go get another Larry Scott tile style candidate where he's just coming from a professional league, it could end up being another disaster. And I don't think this conference can really afford that. Do you? No, they can't. But I'm reading this right from the Mercury News website. Uh, It says here that, uh, let me find it. In fact, four sources briefed on the process told the hotline that strong consideration is being given to executives from the sports business world, either professional sports leagues or the sports media industry. Well, hi, that's that's just the Larry Scott situation all over again. And it says, in every case, the emphasis is on a candid- on, on candidates with expertise and revenue generation. So the almighty dollar, or millions of dollars in this case, is what's going to rule all. Because it adds also that connections uh, with regards to name, image, and likeness legislation and other changes in the NCAA model, right now, the other stuff doesn't matter. And that, yeah, I'm with you. That's a mistake to think that, you know what, all we care about is generating revenue.
that man, you, you have success and revenue is going to come, but you can't just go out there and just chase revenue for revenue's sake, in my opinion. And it, this job is more than just generating revenue, right? Yeah. It seems that that's the primary concern of the presidents and understandably so. There are several institutions in the PAC 12 that are in muddy waters financially, especially after the pandemic and so many athletic departments have taken a huge hit. But that can't be the prevailing factor. This has to be, and there is one name out there that I think has not been officially ruled out of consideration that is still my favorite candidate, and that's Oliver Luck. Mm -hmm. And that's someone who does understand really what the Pac-12 is facing, what the Pac-12 needs to do. He has the connections across the sports sports world in terms of both business, sponsorship, and media from his time as the commissioner of the XFL. Sure. He's a well-respected individual. I think he brings instant credibility to the conference. It's a recognizable name. Uh, he is, I, if I'm not mistaken, he's one of the uh, – reasons that West Virginia started selling uh, alcoholic beverages, specifically beer at games that brought in almost $800,000 worth of extra revenue. And so he's someone who understands that there is potential revenue out there that's being missed. And I think more importantly, he understands what needs to be done in terms of the media aspect. So why would you go out there and hire somebody from ESPN or Fox sports that doesn't understand the other 90% of this but knows the media part of it, right? You don't need somebody to be CEO of the Pac-12 network. You, you need someone who can be in charge of the Pac-12 and go get someone who can run the network for them. That's the problem. Yeah, and so the final thing here in this from the hotline, uh, it says another source noted the importance of leadership, particularly with regard to football policy and strategy. Quote, we need someone who isn't afraid to make a decision and doesn't need consensus, someone who takes the input from everybody and then says, I'm going to decide and you need to trust me, unquote. That's the right way to go about it. I agree in that regard. Is what you, you need somebody like that who has that ability to make sure that, yes, I, they're taking everything into account and they're making a, a decision. But, man, if you're if what was read earlier, what I read is that revenue is kind of the overarching thing. Man, that just seems like the wrong approach to this. But, hey, we'll have to wait and see and find out who ultimately, what other names emerge out of this. But this turnkey uh, ZRG, is that what the name of the uh, – search group is that's working with them on this yeah turnkey zrg i gotta tell you what brian they've got everything buttoned up uh, as the hotline acknowledges here it's been hard for uh, a guy like john wilner who like i said seemingly has eyes and ears everywhere it's been hard for him to get notes on names etc so yeah i i don't like ruling out guys like gene smith bob bullsby uh, greg byrne they seem like names that absolutely should be in the mix but apparently there are eight to ten other names out there and maybe one day we'll see what names emerge out of this and i'm with you i'd love to see oliver luck leading the ship yeah yeah it's just the one that makes the most sense it, it understands the industry mm-hmm. and um he's worked at all levels of the industry too Yep. And, and I just, the, I understand that the main problem, like you said, is the revenue. There's no doubt about that, Sure, but it's not that that's not the issue to be solved here. <laughs> yeah. So man, it just, it just seems a little bit uh, backwards in my opinion, but obviously we'll continue to track this and pass along what we learn as we learn it, obviously, as we talk about the PAC 12 and cause it has a direct impact on what the university of Utah is going to be looking forward to in the future. All right. We will wrap up today's show coming up here in just a few moments with a rundown of what happened over the weekend. A lot to get to on that front, so we'll touch on all of that. First, though, we need to talk about Brian and I's favorite snack. 
snack. And that is our good friends over at Built Bar. Brian and I, I, I can safely say, Brian, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think you and I have at least one and possibly two or three Built Bars a day. Uh, I mean, if I'm lucky, right? I, <laughs> I could eat probably four, five, and six. And that's that's the best part about the Built Bar is that it is healthy enough that if I did that, I'm not going to go straight to the hospital and have to get my stomach pumped or I'm not going to immediately get diabetes. It's a good, healthy snack. It's a great way to bridge that gap if you're uh, on the go somewhere and just need to grab a quick burst of protein uh, built with whey protein, the the fundamental protein for everybody's body. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best part about it, though, as you obviously agree with me, Jake, is the taste. Uh, do you have a bar of the week recommendation? So I had one last week I hadn't had in a while, and actually I, I fell back in love with it. We'll put it that way. And it, it, it's our good friend Mint Brownie. I hadn't had it in a while, and, man, all these flavors are incredible. I'm not going to lie. I have enjoyed every single Built Bar that I have had, but Mint Brownie is one I hadn't had in a minute. And, man, it was a tasty, tasty treat to have on a Friday afternoon. It's that, And that's a nice thing, too, that you can use it as a reward. And if you're craving something sweet and still want to stick to your diet or maybe you've had too many calories that day, perfect way to do it. Yeah, so check it out, guys. You can go to BuiltBar.com, place your order there now, find out more about them if you want to learn more about what Built Bars are all about. But while you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. It's a great way to go about, like Brian said, kind of bridging that gap. If you if you have a gap between meals where you're struggling, well, reach for a Built Bar. They're absolutely incredible. So once again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com and enjoy the best tasting protein bars anywhere. Folks, this year the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On's local experts and the Draft experts' national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft beginning April 29th, this Thursday, and run through the weekend on May 1st when things wrap up on Saturday. Check that out, guys. It should be a fun, fun weekend ahead. All right, Brian, let's catch everybody up on everything else they need to know as a Utah fan today. Let's start off with a pretty big win for the Utes baseball program. The Ping and Utes getting a walk-off win over conference powerhouse Arizona State. Yeah, only one win out of the series, but a very tightly contested series overall. Lost the first one five to four, uh, dropped the second one there at Smith's Ballpark ten to six. But get the walk off win against the Sun Devils, a perennial powerhouse in baseball. Uh, what a great way to finish off the the series. And the Utes not not really the best record, I think, but starting to show more and more improvement, getting more of the hitting action that they're needing and, and really seeing a lot better, uh, effort out of the, the pitching in the bullpen. Yeah, Shea Kramer uh, knocked uh, in the winning run. Riker Tom coming in from second base uh, to win it 7-6. to six. Uh, To beat the 20, number 23 team in the country, that's a pretty impressive uh, feat. And I got to tip my cap. This Utah team, it seems like they just continue to kind of grind along. Like you mentioned, the record's not spectacular. 10-23, and 23, just 5-13 and 13 in conference play. But they continue just to kind of battle back and forth. And I, I think it pretends better days ahead for the Ping and Utes. And that's the hope is that they continue to kind of build this program out. They're going to get more and more competitive in the conference. Absolutely. And you're seeing a lot of the young players stepping up and then really playing well. Uh, Kai Roberts having a good closing effort. Uh, like you said, Jaden Kiernan just been solid all year long. Uh, the sophomore out of uh, – <clears throat> 
forget where he's now all of a sudden it just blanked on me where he's from uh from uh corona california okay uh and and so you know kai roberts being the local boy from sky ridge another favorite of mine that mm-hmm. i've talked about several times here on the podcast uh just starting to build some momentum you know this was always going to be a year of being optimistic that maybe things would be positive, but understanding that more than likely this was going to be a bit of a rebuilding year for the youths as they're going to be very young. Um, but they have made some good progress without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Other uh, teams in action, another good win for the Utah men's lacrosse program. They beat Cleveland state 11 to nine out there in Cleveland, Ohio. So a very good win for them. Uh, they now sit four and six on the season. So really good to see because considering that uh, Cleveland state is soon going to be a conference conference foe for Utah is where does that may sound? Yeah. And, and that's the, the new conference, the, the a son that they just joined up with that is pretty much spread across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will allow the youths to travel a lot less as they are going to have a lot of conference opponents like Cleveland state visit them in Utah. So the road, road warriors will have a little bit of an easier time uh, next season. And, and they've built a lot going into next season as well. I think, uh, after last year being so disappointing and having the season canceled as they'd gotten off to a pretty good start. Uh, I think if you were to talk to anybody within the program, four and six is not where they want to be, but a uh, good opportunity to close out the season May 1st against Robert Morris. That game will be here in Salt Lake city. Um, and good chance to, to watch, watch the, uh, the Ute lacrosse Salt Lake city yeah. Get out there and dominate. Well, see, the Utes, funny enough, I'm just reading the release here. They're 2-2 two and two against future A-Sun opponents, as well as now three of their last five games they've won. So hopefully they can finish the season off with a bang against Robert Morris. We'll be breaking that down ahead next weekend. All right, and then other notes for you guys. Softball uh, faced number 10-ranked Arizona all weekend. Battled the Wildcats, but, man, just a tough team to beat. Arizona's one of those powerhouses when it comes to softball. So tough losses to the Ute softball program. But a big week ahead here, a big, I guess, first part of the week here for the Utah men's golf program, Brian. They are headed to California, Santa Rosa to be uh, particular, and they'll be uh, participating in the Pac-12 championships. Yeah, and it's going to be a big, like you said, a big opportunity to, for them to showcase where they're at as they'll be competing against the other 11 conference institutions. Uh, 12 uh, of, of the 12 teams that are competing, the Utes currently ranked 50th overall, while Arizona State's 9, Arizona is 21, Stanford is 32, Washington is 42, and Oregon State is 45. So there is going to be a lot of good competition and talent, but uh, this is going to be a fun one. It's going to be really great to watch. Blake Tomlinson, who has been on an absolute tear lately, see how he faces off and represents uh, both the state and the University of Utah uh, at the tournament. The other part of the six-men team that will be joining him out there is going to be Javier Barcos, Tristan Mander, Jesper Von Rietz, uh, Mitchell Chow, and Colton Tanner. Yeah, this should be fun. And this is actually kind of a unique format because normally these championships and tournaments are 54-hole events. This is going four rounds, 72 holes. Uh, first two rounds today on Monday. Uh, they'll have a third round tomorrow on Tuesday and the final round on Wednesday. I think it's a really cool format, and it's going to give teams and individuals a big opportunity to show what they can do because to play four straight rounds and to win something like this, you got to have endurance. you got to be able to stick it out because three days is a long time. It is, and it's it's a very 
I mean, it's going to be a great place to be playing golf, right? You're going to mm-hmm. be in Santa Rosa, California, playing at a beautiful course in, in Mayakama Golf Club. But it's going to be grueling competition, and, and it's the mental aspect of it that I think the youths are really going to have to hang in there to compete. And they've done that all season long. So, uh, I, honestly, I think what's really going to be fascinating to me is to see how Blake Tomlinson compares against the rest of the field. We've seen him in, in some really huge comeback wins in some tournaments recently. I think he's in my opinion, the star of the team, he's been the most, uh, most consistent, most dominant golfer, uh, for Utah all season long. So how he compares and competes will be a big part of how the Utes do this weekend. Yep. So they finished fifth last time out in April of 2019 there at Eugene country club. Kyler Dunkel, uh, finished with Utah's highest individual finisher since joining the league after finishing second in that tournament. They'll be looking to improve on that and have a good showing this week. All right. That is going to do it for a Monday edition of the show. Brian, any final thoughts from you before we call it a day? Start of the week, Jake. Let's get things rolling right. Be well, stay well, do well. All right, everybody. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Utes podcast for April 26, 2021. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow.